Welcome to Verdant North, the indie pod where nerds stock plants over drinks. Nikki makes a local brew into a grapefruit boiler maker. Caroline has a strategy for sowing seeds. And Dan sniffs trees. We aren't surprised. <laughs> this is up next on Verdant North. Here's your host, Caroline Hallstrom. Thank you, Randy. I'm your host, Caroline Hallstrom. I am a Minnesotan who loves booze and gardening both of those things and often hand in hand so and in that order and in that order (laughs) (laughs) um i i have some info on seed sowing that i'll get to but i wanted to start talking about uh spring bulb care first and then, right out of the gate <laughs> right out of the gate just spring bulbs just spring show bulbs. us your bulbs <laughs> please do <laughs> snap us a little bulbous selfie and show us your buds hashtag show us your bulbs <laughs> <laughs> i like that tulips or daffodils <laughs> or hyacinth or crocus um okay so just a, a couple of quick things i was uh, learning about bulbs and then let's talk about some some drinks too um so we're in bulb watch right now. We are in <laughs> You guys didn't see how lower Chiron came up. That's like a fire like alarm yeah. on it. It's like bulb watch. <laughs> we are in bloom watch. <laughs> yeah, not just a not just a warning, but a watch. It's like a tornado watch, but for blooms. It's it's bulb a, warning. It's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> All of my, I planted a bunch of like crazy little botanical tulips and stuff like that. And they uh, are all like an inch tall as of today when I'm recording. This. Oh, cool. I cannot wait until they bloom and I will be so sad if the squirrels eat them all. So I'm excited. It's going to be Are they good. the ones with like the feathery petals and like all the swirls and stuff in them or? No, they're uh, like little, mic- nah, little micro native guys. <laughs> oh, okay. That come in a bunch of cool colors and they're supposed oh. to be more diseased resistant and have okay. better longevity because hmm. tulips the big feathery parrot yeah. tulips yeah the big crazy ice cream cone tulips um <laughs> the belgian waffle tulips you know they almost all come from dutch bulb growers right yeah. and they have special conditions Still. that will make a huge, huge bulb to make one awesome bloom for the year. Mm. And then, honestly, most of the time they're treated as annuals. So if you planted rad tulips last year, you... But like Get last fall, tulips. last fall, if you planted them last fall, this is going to be a great year for you. If you planted them two years ago, don't expect to see them again. Really? They just go once? Well, tulips really need specific conditions. Okay over the summer to get fat enough to have the energy to make one of those blooms because some of those overbred blooms are very taxing on the plant. Okay. So, um, tulips really need sandy soil and a dry, warm summer in Hmm. order to have the time they need to kind of recuperate from a huge bloom. Yeah. I did not know that. But, other things that are less likely to be eaten by squirrels, A, and B, more likely to naturalize in your yard are things like daffodils and crocus and snowdrops. But with any bulbs, you do not want to take away their leaves before 
the plant has had enough time to feed the roots. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So I think a lot of people want to just like, yeah. once the bloom is gone, they just want to tear it out. Yeah. Well, once your bloom looks ugly, cut the bloom off. Yeah. All the way down the stem because you don't want your plant spending energy on making seeds. Right. Because you want it to put more energy into the bulb, which will make your flower next year. So leave the leaves until they are yellow and uh, take the bloom after it's done. Easy. Hmm. Easy. Done and done. And squirrels don't really like to eat daffodils. Turns out. Fun fact. Good for the daffodils. I just wanted to They're share. They're my favorite bulb. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. These classic yellow ones, or do you yeah. have a favorite variety? I like the bright. As the brighter yellow they are, the better. The brighter, the better. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Spring bulbs usually come in like shocking colors, and it's almost rude against like the the. <laughs> <laughs> like the dirty, the dirty sandy gray. And, yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Anyways, that's what I wanted to make sure you knew about bulbs is don't worry about getting rid of the foliage. Leave that foliage to feed your plant. Mm. Yeah. Bulb bulb warning. Bulb warning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyhow, let's get on with the rest of today's episode now that we're five minutes in. (laughs) So... Nikki is with us today, and she has a local beer that she turned into a cocktail featuring delicious citrus fruits. So tell us all about it, Nikki. All righty. So as it's spring and it's been a frozen hellscape here, there's not really anything (laughs) growing yet. Um, So I was wandering Whole Foods trying to figure out, I'm like, is there something here I can make something out of that's not just stuff, you know, from wherever? Um, There wasn't. I did find some nice cookies shaped like bunnies. I bought a bunch of those and some cheese. So it was a successful trip to Whole Foods, but um, <laughs> went home and was kind of thinking and thinking back to Friday. I was at a local establishment and had a few of the new Fulton Lonely Blonde grapefruit. Um, lovely local brewery owned by lovely people. Lovely people work there. So my favorites. Like and Fulton. yep. And this is an absolutely delicious beer. I had a few of them and I was just thinking, I was like, Oh, I went and I found some. Um, Nice lady at Target sold it to me, even though they didn't really have it in their system yet. They're like, we'll just charge you the same price as Total Wine as a website. I'm like, done. All righty. And so then I was like. Wait, wait. Target has a liquor store? Yeah, a few of them do. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Yes. This episode is not brought to you by Target. Yeah. That is where I purchased. Tell me more. Yeah. That is where I purchase everything, pretty much. Um, So... Uh, as I sell lots of liquor, I had multiple grapefruit vodkas at home. So I'm like, I'll just put some grapefruit vodka in there. And we have a cocktail. <laughs> Two ingredients. So basically, instead of using, like, lemonade as a mixer, you use a beer. And it's even better. So Nice. <laughs> yep. So basically, pretty simple. Pour beer in glass. Pour vodka into that beer. And drink. Cheers. Cheers. I'm excited. I really like Click. grapefruit a lot. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. That's dangerous. I'm glad we're drinking little ones. Mm -hmm. That's really good. That's super good. Oh, Grapefruit Lonely Blonde. Man, all right. That's going on their little shopping list. Yes, it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, 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 mm. Minnesota has so many great beers. I appreciate it. We got some good ones. I haven't been I haven't been to Fulton recently, but they usually have a pretty cute patio. Are they in the same spot? But they've been in for like years and years. They have like two spots. So they still have the brewery over in Northeast, but their tap room is downtown. Mm. Is it like across the road from the stadium? 
Yes, I okay. think it's close to there. Nice. Okay. Yes. I feel like I've been to the brewery. And it's almost like under a bridge. Yeah. I've been and to you're the... like, am I in the right place? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I've been to the brewery for a lot of functions, but I don't know if I've ever been to the tap room, oddly enough. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I've yeah, been to the brewery a few times, but not not the tap room. So, But I know it's over kind of by the Twin Stadium yeah. and stuff. Nice. So. Yeah. And last week was a season opener. So. Yes. Yes, it was. Which season? Go Spain? Twins. Baseball. Oh, baseball. Yeah. 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 What season? <laughs> what did you think it was? Not quite growing season. That's yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the season hadn't quite started yet. What could it be? Oh. We were just talking on this ball boarding business. I was like, uh. Yeah, no, no, that's just balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ball balls. warning. Yeah. Hey, guys. Did you know that? Now, while it's not yet after last frost of 2019 spring, mm. is a good time for you to be sowing seeds indoors. Oh, yeah, it is. Let me rephrase that. Hey, guys, did you know that right now is a good time to be sowing seeds indoors? Now I do. Yes. Now you do. Okay. <laughs> now that I've said it in a less convoluted way, second cocktail of the night. Uh, of the morning. <laughs> 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 okay, so I had a revelation about seed sowing this year, and I feel mm. confident and I, in this being a better decision. Share your wisdom with us, please. I certainly will. Um, I don't <laughs> think that I invented this, so I'm not going to claim it. I don't know. I'm sure somebody else wrote this first, but how do you have your seeds sorted? Dan, like in your seed kit, your stash. Yeah. What do you do with your seeds? Do you sort them? I keep them in the packets they come in. Okay. And I'm very methodical about opening those packets. Do you group your packets according to species or purpose Uh, or? No, I'm pretty, um, I don't alphabetical. I don't like to keep things around that long. If I've got a packet of seeds and I've had it for more than a couple years, even though like probably get decent germination out of some of them, I'll just chuck it just Uh, for the sake of sometimes I just like to burn stuff down. Brutal. I'm like, ah, throw them out. Well, like, how do you group them? I'm, I'm with a rubber band. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but no, like, they're not, they're not well organized. I'll tell you that they're okay. not well organized. Okay, he's methodical about opening them and yes. then throwing those away. <laughs> Throw them out. Okay, so here's what I did this year. What I used to do is I used to have all of my leafy greens in one pile, all of my legumes in another pile. Legumes okay. is like. Peas and beans. beans and yeah, pea beans, bean peas. Um, and uh, like these are my perennial flowers, these are my annual flowers. Yeah, throw that out the window, throw it all out the window. All the seeds, no, well, not the seeds, not the seeds, but but that was survival of the fittest. I hear mustard does well that way. So, what I actually did this year, and um, I started this obviously like more than a month ago. I sorted all of my seeds by when to sow them. So I had a group that was the eight to 10 weeks before last frost. Okay. And that included things like uh, my peppers and some, let me see. Broccoli or something like that? um, I don't usually grow broccoli. I did mini bell peppers, but I started like rosemary and lamb's ear yarrow lemon balm okay. and pansies and for those pansies need that much time 
Uh, yeah, pansies. Wow. They didn't come up yet. I may have, like, I may not get pansies this year in that way. However, okay. those are the things I started because when you read your seed pack, it will tell you the recommended yep. way to start your seed. If it yep. says outdoors, recommended. Don't try and sow them inside. Yeah, don't you're bother. making your life harder. I did that once. It was a total mistake. <laughs> it was so stupid. I felt so dumb. I was like, "How do I get these out of here? Quick! <laughs> they don't want to be here." Yeah. Well, I have that. So th- that's what I sowed first, eight to ten week, and then I have a six to eight week before last frost group, four to six week before last frost group, hmm. a sow outside before last frost group and a sow outside after last frost group. Okay. So then I looked up what my zones last frost date is, which mm-hmm. is like May 11th. Yep. So then I on my calendar made that last frost day and then counted back 8 weeks and made a note to sow one tray of seeds. That's the eight to 10 week stuff. Counted okay. back six weeks. That's my my six week stuff. Yep. And so I have a schedule of what to do already in my calendar. Yeah. So it, it actually is working out really well. My six to eight week stuff was more perennial flowers. Um, so I had Penny Royal and Roman mm. Chamomile, Orange Time, Joe Pie Weed, Bluebells, and French Time. So uh, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about my Blooming Lawn project last year. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to get a lot of uh, cr- creeping plants like thyme to fill okay. in a low-growing area and be full of blooms and smell real good without me having to mow it. <laughs> so that's why I have so many different kinds of thyme going on. Um, but that's one of the cool things about sowing seeds is... I can, for like two bucks, try and grow 20 specimens of orange thyme. Yeah. Whereas me trying to buy one thyme at any store is going to cost me like $2.99 minimum. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this year I end up having a ton of plants to fill my space for pretty inexpensive prices. That's the plan. That's the dream. Are you going to get like a kitschy yard sign that says like I got nothing but time or time is at my sign? There's, there's a lot of ways you can go to it. If you're out of time, come here. Like I, there's, there's a lot of ways to go with it. But Some time just, after just time. Curious. A yeah. lot of herb puns. Time it's, after time. Yeah, you could do like a little fall, Cindy Lauper so, silhouette. I grow like, for you. I, I could make this. Like I could time make you a sign. Did Nikki just volunteer to make my kitchen kitschier? Yeah, done. No, no, for outside. Outside. Oh, for outside. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Either way, she's doing it. That's what I heard. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll make one. Don't worry. I got it. It's about time. Yeah, yep. (laughs) Yep. I I will make one. I like to do woodworking projects, so you'll get a sign. Excellent. I'm so excited. Do you guys have any uh, questions about sowing seeds instead of by type, organizing them by time and using Um, a calendar? Do you, when you're looking for a particular thing, that would be my only, because I, so like I didn't, I said that I just like threw them in a drawer or whatever before, but like I kind of am roughly organized by, by like vegetable type. Yeah. But so like if you are thinking, oh, uh, I need to uh, find such and such, you have to remember what, what like when it's sewed. Is. Yeah. Ah, well. Or are you, are you like, ah, ain't no thing. That's locked away. 
Ain't no thing. Okay. Ain't no thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, because like, all right. So with my way, there's like five, five different. I used um, paper lunch bags and okay. just wrote like so inside six to ten weeks, and I split yeah. them all up. And so I have. I've just gone through everything and I'm feeling more familiar with what I have yeah. and what I've already purchased and stuff. So at this point, I'm not going to purchase any seeds that need to be sowed eight to 10 weeks before last frost because last okay. frost is, a, is less than a month away. Okay. Um, this is just, I'm just remembering. Did you get any Crenshaw melon seeds? You gave year? me some. <laughs> you gave me some. MFing Crenshaw Crenshaw Melons. Yes, you gave me some seeds, but because melons are a so outside crop, I have not sowed them yet. I have to figure out what I'm doing. Okay. My raised beds are falling apart. I made them out of untreated pine. And I was like, I can get another year out of this. And I kicked it, and the wood fell off. Uh, and Jesse was like, you shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, well, if I can do it now, like it was going to happen at some point this summer. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't feel really bad about it, but I got to figure out where my melons are going to go. Where my melons at? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to figure Is that, are you just mostly focused on your Crenshaw melons? Yeah, I'm year? just thinking about it because I think there are, I was thinking about starting them inside, even though they're a so outside crop mm-hmm. and putting them in like a big bucket or something. Well, you have like... Here's the cool thing about sowing seeds. If you're going to sow tomato seeds, you're going to sow your Crenshaw melon. You're going to try something. Crenshaw melons. You, you have time. So you can try growing some in a bucket and then transplanting them. Ill-advised, however. I, I wasn't going to transplant them, actually. You were going to leave them in a bucket? In yeah. Okay. Well... Melons in a bucket. You're going to need to research that a little bit. <laughs> bucket melons. Bucket melons. Uh, there's a melon in my bucket and it's growing pretty good. Songs for Dan. Um, <laughs> Next year's number one. Smash on the hit. Charts. Gallagher likes it. SoundCloud artist. <laughs> The melon bucket song. I mean, but what I'm saying is, you have time to try growing some stuff yeah. right now yeah. inside. Yeah. Like, if you want to try and grow tomatoes right mm-hmm. now, you want to try and grow some herbs right now, go for it. Because worst case scenario, it doesn't work out, and yeah, you go buy some starts. Not a big yeah. deal. You're out two bucks. Yeah. It well, you know, plus the seed starting equipment. So whatever soil and yeah, like okay. gear. Eight bucks. but please try starting to grow seeds you can get into some varieties that aren't available at your local big box stores Mm. you can you can get into a whole world of like really high quality artisanal stuff yeah it is pretty cool when you think about like if you go to a lot of times i'll buy like my pepper plants or something just at the farmer's market Mm -hmm. in the early summer yeah instead of trying to grow them from seed because they take forever yeah um Eight to ten weeks. Yeah. But, like, if you think about it, you only really get, like, a couple varieties. Like, if you're buying your plants already started, you're only getting a couple varieties to choose from. Yeah. If you go from seed, you have, I don't know, dozens of varieties of each plant. It's pretty crazy. There was a cool talk by a lady who runs a business called Seed Sages. Mm. And she was talking about how there used to be way more varieties of 
vegetables hmm. and um, they were a bit better acclimated to the different regions they were part of. Okay. So our seed catalogs have gone from like super thick catalogs with thousands and thousands of varieties down to kind of just what's been commercially grown successfully. Okay. And so we're losing a lot of diversity. Yeah. And we're also losing a lot of resilience because just be, you know, just because a tomato cans well doesn't mean it grows everywhere well. Yeah. And even if it does, we don't want a monoculture. Right. So grow some seeds. Check out and see if your area has a seed library. That's a really great way to find some varieties that do well in your area. Um, and I'm hoping that I can work with my librarian friend to get some a little bit more going. Your seed in. Libra- librarian. Well, she's a librarian, but she wants to be a seed librarian. Okay. And I'm like, I will. How does she file her seeds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she would use like what's the Dewey Decimal or something. Yeah. I don't even know. Library of Congress. Library of Congress. That's how everything is organized. Is the Library of Congress. In the Smithsonian. Wrong. You're incorrect. (laughs) All right, Dan. It's time for you to pony up your facts on stinky trees. All right. You're the the smelliest guy I know. I am pretty smelly. So tell us about the trees you've been sniffing. So here's the thing. Have you guys ever been, like, walking around in the springtime or maybe uh, Never. Late, <laughs> late spring and like you're on the sidewalk and suddenly you're just like hit by this fragrance and you're like, holy shit. What is that? It smells so Whoa. good. I have like really bad allergies, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Generally as seasons change, I don't smell things. If she says holy shit, it's probably really bad and got to go to the hospital. <laughs> My brain's leaking out of my head. (laughs) All I smell is burnt toast. (laughs) That's a different problem. That is a different problem. So, it's it's uh, what I'm talking about here are lilacs. Lilacs. Yeah. That's not a tree. I thought we were talking about stinky trees. Shrub, woody, woody plant. It's it's a it's the same thing. I think tall it counts. Yeah, I think it counts. It's a tall plant. It's kind of like a tree. Let's it's talk a, about lilacs. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> just a little bit. But anyway, I think they are. I think everyone should have one of these growing in their yard. A lilac. Think of, think of what a wonderful world. Assuming you don't have allergies. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I do love lilacs. They're pretty. Like I can't always smell them, but they're pretty. Well, lilacs, just so you know, are they have a smell to attract pollinators so therefore they are not wind pollinated and therefore probably not the pollen causing you sneezy oh, good problems call. Yeah, good call i don't think that's my allergy but it's, yeah that's, they're pretty too that's usually grass and <laughs> yes. trees yeah. and ragweed <laughs> yep. things that are wind pollinated are the problem lilacs no, no problems here, good, friend. Good yeah. way to uh, no problem, be no problem. Yes, smart yeah. about it. Yeah. I'll put that on the list of plants I don't hate. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think everyone should grow these in their yard because imagine what a wonderful city it would be if everywhere you walked around and there was that delicious lilac smell. It's amazing when you That'd go. That'd be a paradise. When you go into a neighborhood that is just ripe with lilacs in the spring, that's yeah. amazing. I can't wait for that. 
Yeah, it's fantastic. It's like the best two weeks of the year. That's awesome. You know? Uh, anyway, so everyone go out and get some of those. <laughs> Syringa vulgaris. The lilac. They need full sun. Vulgaris. Vulgaris. That sounds crude. Uh, it just means common, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but yes. So vulgar. Like, the co- like common people. <laughs> like common people. I was going to say, it sounds like one of the Game of Thrones houses. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the House of like, Vulgaris. House was, Vulgaris. Yeah, was there a plot line I missed? God damn it. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't, isn't, isn't a Vulgaris married to Joe Mangiano? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought that was. <laughs> uh, so they bloom on old wood. Mm. So some one, some of the tips are that wait until after it blooms and then go in and prune like the dead wood because they're kind of shrubby, right? So right. so there's going to be a lot of stems and some of them are going to be dead. Some of them are going to be alive. If you try to prune it in the winter, you're not going to know which one's which. Oh, yeah. Or before it's leafed out or before it's bloomed. So if you if you prune the new growth or, or the old growth before it blooms, you're not going to get anything. Let it bloom. Let it bloom. Then give it a prune. Then give it a prune. Yeah, exactly. Um, for regularity. And you can kind of trim it back. <laughs> yeah, for regularity. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go on here about pruning lilacs. Everyone go out and get a lilac planted in your yard. Okay, that's make, my homework. Make your neighbors happy. Okay. Uh, the next item on our list here of smelly trees is the infamous <laughs> ginkgo biloba. Oh, no! Yeah. It's almost like a cliche tree to talk about when it comes to smelling things. It's everyone, everyone's like, oh, yeah, the ginkgo trees, they really smell. If you have a female tree... Oh yeah, they do that. And that's the that's the truth. Do you know what they smell like? Uh, it has been reported as uh, vomit. Mm-hmm. It's been reported as rotting vomit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, rotting dog vomit. <laughs> I'm just glad Assy isn't up in there. That's all I'm glad. Uh, so that, but that's true. That's what that's what they smell like. They are disgusting. And rancid and nasty. When do they stink, though? In the autumn. In the autumn? In the, in the fall, yeah. Oh, that's because the fruits hit the ground, right? Yeah. So the fruits actually start rotting, and that's what that smell is. It is rancid, friends. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Do your neighbors a favor and plant a male ginkgo. The male tr- ginkgo Because they tree. don't poop stinky fruits. Yeah, and they're awesome trees in their own right. I feel like we've covered them before. I think they're all, they're just like super cool they're trees. They're really cool trees because they have that fan-shaped leaf. Yeah. And actually, if you pick the fruits before they start to rot, mm-hmm. people say they taste good. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like Asian cooking and like Asian remedies and stuff where they will use the nuts from inside the fruit. Stinky nuts? Yeah. They'll make like, I don't know, tea or, you know, medicine or something <laughs> out of it. Anyway, with those stinky nuts... Um, Stinky duck tea. <laughs> Sounds great. I'm so tempted. But <laughs> these stinky nuts. <laughs> so don't plan. <clears throat> I still have a cold. Dan, you just if like you were to listening make to our last noises. episode. I had a cold then. I I have still have the cold now. <laughs> Ten minutes later, you still. Ten have minutes the cold. later. Uh, but anyway, they're they're awesome trees just on their own. They grow slowly, but they grow really tall. They're incredibly disease resistant because they've been around for literally millions of years. They're amazing, super cool trees. Uh, 
the just, next huh just get a boy just yeah just get a male tree and if you buy it from like a nursery or like a garden center like that's all they're gonna sell yeah right ask Confirm it. <laughs> so I, I can't imagine that they would be selling. Just check. Just check yourself. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right. Good, that's good. That's a good. Good advice. I'd be mad if I spent like a hundred dollars on a male ginkgo tree and then it pooped stinky fruits. Yeah. I would be like, up, that's ended it. Ended up being a lonely, lonely woman. They're <laughs> <laughs> causing trouble in the world. An old crone. Those lady trees. <laughs> So there's ancient lady trees. There's one more tree I wanted to talk about. Uh, when I was looking through for stinky tree or smelly trees, scented, scented trees, trees mm-hmm. with an odor. This one came up a lot, like in in the in the ye old Google search. Ye old. So like everyone knows lilacs and ginkgos. Okay. Oh, those are favorites of mine. Um, I think it's pretty commonly known that they smell. They have. They have odors. Odor. This one I had never heard of. What is this one? This one is <clears throat> the calorie pear. The a pear. <sighs> There's this, this. Yeah, this is like an ornamental pear variety. An ornamental pear. Tell yeah. us about this. I believe scent. this is Pyrus calariana. 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 Lots of confidence in your yeah, Latin pronunciation. I think. I don't know. Um, <laughs> So this one has been described as smelling like dead fish and semen. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed together or or just one or the other. I I have not had the pleasure of of uh, comparing smelling it. So yeah. Is this like a scientific category? Like some botanist is like, oh that's that's definitely some tree. Oh that's some there. You guys, this is why NPR won't pick up our podcast. Yeah. We're the dirty, the dirty gardening. Well, we're being honest. Podcast. If there's <laughs> on that tree, we're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, don't plant this one in your yard. Oh my so God. apparently this was like a tree that they, it grows really well in like a lot of adverse conditions. So like acidic soil, clay soil, compacted soil, whatever. Like it's pretty hardy tree. Okay. Um, it was cultivated uh, widely in Asia. It has really pretty blooms. So okay. it's like, it has like really attractive, like white flowers all over it. Um, but. But as you get closer. As you get closer, it kind of reeks. And oh, only for a couple Ugh. of weeks. A couple of weeks in the uh, in the spring. Um, but uh, apparently they used to use this as like their go-to like urban landscape tree in the 50s. So there's like some towns, I think especially in New England, that like they have a bunch of these trees. Yeah, they smell like frat houses. And they... <laughs> Pour out a beer and it's yeah. right on the money. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. so that's uh anyway. I wanted I a just, pear tree, but now I know not to avoid yep. to avoid our sticky boy. <laughs> yeah. The dirty <laughs> dirty pear tree. <laughs> if you're still listening. I um, am really embarrassed and laughing right now. <laughs> Do not phrase <laughs> dirty bear, trust me. 
uh, I'll be honest, you're going to be missing a lot of this episode, but if you are interested in the Patreon unedited versions of these episodes, let us know at vertednorthteam at gmail.com. <laughs> That's what I got. Those are my smelly trees. Oh, well, you know what? I learned a thing today. Just one? (laughs) Yes, just the one. (laughs) One little stinky one. Stinky tree. Oh, my God. Stinky trees. Seed sowing. Leave your bulbs alone until their leaves are yellow. And you should all drink grapefruit lonely blondes with grapefruit vodka in them for delicious boilermakers that's a whole episode friends randy heck yeah roll the stinky credits thanks for listening to verdant north find us online at at verdantnorth.net find us on twitter at at verdantnorth and like us on facebook by searching verdant north you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com Listen to Burden North on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Please like, rate, comment, and share the podcast. We don't pay for advertising, and we are not a big any networks. We are doing this out of our own time and our, our own money sometimes. So please, any way you can share us with your friends, family... Please do. Please. If you would also like to contribute to Burn It North, uh, you can currently donate to us at ko-fi.com backslash Burn It North. That's ko-fi.com backslash Burn North. You can contact Caroline with any questions through at Verdant North on Twitter. You can also chat with Dan Hudson about trees and which ones smell like sperm uh, on Twitter <laughs> at Verdant Dan. Uh, and, you know, I don't need to talk about my Twitter, but if I had to promo one thing, I did launch another podcast project at work, actually. Uh, the Minnesota, um, well, no, isn't it? Uh, the University of Minnesota Law Podcasts. Uh, we have our own channel now. Uh, you can hear the first Minnesota Law Review podcast that I helped produce. Uh, it's called Woo-hoo. Experto Crede. And uh, so that's fun. That's nice. It's, Excrete what? Uh, uh, Experto Crede, <laughs> which is Latin for trusted expert. Um, it is the Minnesota Law Review companion podcast, and it's hosted by students who are running the Minnesota Law Review. Good it's really them. well done. Um, if you don't a, say so yourself. I, I mean, I did a good job, too, but I didn't do any of the research or include myself on anything like I do here. So, <laughs> um, and extra special thanks to Brietta Stead and Dewey Vu for their graphic works that are represented on our podcast and website. Extra special thanks to Corey Hartung for our being our webmaster. Happy birthday, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Sorry It'll never not you. be your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and an extra big thanks to Prozac Rat and their Volcanus Project for letting us use their tunes. They're here in Minneapolis and rocking out. Yay. And thanks for listening. And always remember, it's okay, it's okay to, to kill, kill stinky trees. Especially if they stink. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>